Damas y caballeros, hola y bienvenido a otro episodio de Medical Spanish, el único podcast donde se puede aprender español para el hospital y también para la calle. Somos los Vatos Médicos y yo soy Esteban Ferraro. Y yo me llamo Adrián de León. So just a couple things before we begin, we want to give a shout out to a few people. Specifically, Aaron Haggerty and Jerry David, who are in competition for our number one fan award. Let's go. <laughs> but, you know, Aaron is a fellow med student, so it might be cheating if we choose her, especially since Jerry is a nurse anesthetist from Texas mm -hmm. who took the time to send us that really nice email and then some suggestions for improving the pod. Yep. So shout out to Jerry and Aaron. You guys are both officially recognized FOTPs. Oh, what the hell's a FOTP? Friend of the podcast, dude, obviously. Oh, dude, totally. I knew that. Yeah, I'm down with friends of the pod. <laughs> FOTP, yeah, you know me, but all right, we're doing it already again. Shoot. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> Today's the day we're going to stay on topic. So today's episode will be on dolor de garganta, uh, sore throat. Yeah, and this is a super common complaint that usually we see in the clinic, but patients will also come into the urgent care emergency department with this too. Right, totally. Uh, so what we're going to do is give a quick overview of how we approach sore throat or acute pharyngitis, and then discuss the questions we want to ask and how to ask them in Espanol. And then we'll have like a short dialogue in Spanish and finally finish the episode by breaking the dialogue down line by line in English. Exacto. So this is our quick and dirty approach to acute pharyngitis. Unfortunately, there isn't any cute mnemonic to remember this, but it makes sense if you think it through, right? This is kind of the thing we do for everything. So it's important to remember that the whole approach is about identifying those dangerous, life-threatening causes. Las amenazas de la vida, right? Yep. Shout out to our headache episode. <laughs> um, and also, so those life threats and also any identifiable or treatable causes that might not necessarily be life threatening, but if we know what it is and we can treat it, I guess we probably should. Yeah, absolutely. So the questions we always want to ask with sore throat are aimed at just like any good HPI, distinguishing between the most common causes and identifying any red flag symptoms. Banderas rojas. Sí, las banderas rojas. And I guess also, uh, spoiler alert, not giving unnecessary antibiotics when it's not indicated. Dude, come on. I always give my patients antibiotics if they ask for them. It's part of the whole building rapport, right? Like, who cares about breeding these terrifying antibiotic-resistant strains of bacteria anyway? Ah, <laughs> uh, Seban loves to appease all his antibiotic-seeking patients. Whatever happened to antibiotic stewardship, man? Dude, they always leave you great reviews on <laughs> Yelp or HealthGrade or whatever that stupid <laughs> site is. And plus, if you just give the patients what they want, you can get out of clinic at like 3 p.m. every day. Ah, uh, sin duda. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Way better than actually taking the time to educate them and practice evidence-based medicine and antibiotic stewardship, but whatever. <laughs> nah, dude, a la fregada con esas brujerías. There's this one time. Whoa, whoa, all right, all right. <laughs> Gotta cut you off right there, because we're actually going to make the episode less than 40 minutes. Yeah, 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 pinche mentiroso. But, okay, <laughs> briefly, the causes of sore throat can be divided into two main categories, infectious and non-infectious. And of the infectious causes, the bacterial group A strep, a.k.a. strep throat, This is the big one because we need to identify it and treat it quickly to prevent some long-term sequelae like rheumatic fever. Hey, but quick board trivia, treating GAS or group A strep can't prevent acute glomerulonephritis or more rarely HSP in kids because these are due to immune complex deposition 
and we can't stop our body from mounting an immune response, and we probably don't want to do that anyways, right? Yeah, but pues mira no más, cabrón, look who's getting off topic now. <laughs> you're right, you're right, I can't help it. All this U-World and step studying has got me turning into a monster. Yeah, we might need to hire a one-to-one sitter just to keep us on topic <laughs> when we record. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so we don't have time to go into too much of the medicine on this podcast, but every medical student, nursing student, PA student, honestly, just everyone should be familiar with the CENTAUR criteria for evaluating strep throat if you're involved in healthcare. Yeah, that's the big pro right there is this CENTAUR criteria. I can't remember how many times I've been pimped on that. Um, But there are other infectious causes of sore throat other than group A strep or strep throat. The other infectious causes of dolor de garganta can be divided into bacterial and non-bacterial, which is usually viral. And which will not be improved by <laughs> antibiotics. I don't True. know if you guys are catching a the theme here. There might be our second pearl. but <laughs> So the other bacterial causes are other streps organisms, group C strep, group S strep, um, the common oral anaerobes in the mouth, uh, fusobacterium, Arcanobacterium, which have this weird scarlantiform or scarlet-like fever rash, and then diphtheria, which has that classic gray pseudomembrane exudate in the pharynx, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which especially in immigrants or other unvaccinated populations who haven't gotten that Tdap vaccine. Why are you looking at me like that? Dude, I can see you trying so hard not to make an <laughs> anti-vaxxer comment right now. Absolutely, you're right. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> Look at that self-control. <laughs> well, what can I say? Uh, it seems to be a very strong correlation between refusing vaccines and requesting unnecessary antibiotics for viral infections. <laughs> you just couldn't help yourself, could you? <laughs> Anyways, those are the common bacterial causes. Uh, side note, I recently saw gonococcal pharyngitis when Ooh. I was on outpatient. That was kind of cool. Um, outpatient. That's yeah, a pretty gnarly one, right? Yeah, in clinic. Yeah, it was gross. So, uh, how, do you, how do you even ask about oral sec? I don't even know if I know how to say that. Well, so it was basically like a MSM patient uh-huh. there for like ST, STI testing okay. on prep and so yeah, caught it just, maybe early. It wasn't yeah, super yeah. bad. Well, his one of his partners had told him, and so he was uh, like, ah, I got to go get tested. Okay. Well, that's good. At least we're catching it and having those screening. Yeah, totally. Visits. Yeah, so those were the common bacterial causes. Uh, the other infectious category is viral pharyngitis. Which we don't give antibiotics for. <clears throat> <laughs> and is commonly caused by the usual viral suspects. Yeah, exactly. And these are just especially Epstein-Barr virus, which causes mono and typically has that chronic, prolonged course, like multiple weeks. You get that splenomegaly and the atypical leukocytosis. And then classically, that symmetric bilateral posterior lymphadenopathy. Right. And CMV is the other big one that is also usually accompanied by that more chronic mono-like illness and also seen in like our tonsil tennis teenager population. Wow, man, you're on a roll today. Let's just keep going and see how many people we can offend here. (laughs) Seriously, I'm done. Fine. Okay. So the last important group of organisms in our infectious category, which I like to separate in my head, are the sexually transmitted infections, which you brought on right there, right? Like there's a lot that can present with acute pharyngitis, most commonly being like acute HIV. But like you mentioned, gonorrhea, chlamydia, syphilis, herpes, and candidiasis um, can all present with dolor de garganta. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I can't make any jokes about that gonococcal pharyngitis, and that was gnar. Yeah. Uh, anyways, so yeah, like I said, you want to separate those into their own group because it reminds us to ask those questions that are super important, the sexual history questions. I was very fortunate in my patient encounter to just already be on the subject when we're in there for STI testing. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Yeah, it can be probably, awkward. Yeah, kind of probably awkward out. when you're starting out. I feel like our education kind of got us ready for asking those serious questions and just getting right down to it and normalizing. I feel like that's part of being in healthcare is just like you see so many naked bodies that they, it seems normal anymore. You see, you know, you, you ask so many women about their periods and you don't even get nervous and yeah. the sexual history. Too, yeah, so. I was, until you're like at a friend party and you're just asking <laughs> this random person like cocktail party. So are you feeling OK? Are your feet swollen? Like, <laughs> what kind of sex do you have? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, dude, we got off topic I know. again. All right. So quick review of the infectious symptoms and the red flags that we're going to ask for. We've gone over these before, but let's do one of these things. Like Jerry mentioned, it's helpful for us to do a quiz at the beginning. So why don't we run through a couple of these? Why don't you pimp me on these infectious symptoms and red flags that we ask about with a sore throat? Yeah. So a quick review of how to ask about infectious symptoms and these red flags or banderas rojas. We've gone over most of these before, so feel free to pause and answer for yourselves. Um, Esteban, how would you ask the following? Mm -hmm. Do you have a fever? So fever is just fiebre. So present tense would be usted tiene fiebre. Do you have a fever? Yeah, nice. Now, what about how we more commonly ask it? Have you had a fever? Yeah, right, which is in the past tense. So it would mm -hmm. be more of the usted ha tenido fiebre. And there's our haber and tener verbs together, right? Ha tenido, you have. Have you had or have you had a fever? And now what about do you have a cough? So cough is tos, and so you would just say tiene tos. And we just say tiene tos, right? Like I used to say tiene un tos, because that's how we say it in English, do you have a cough? Yeah. But I've gotten some funny looks from that. Yeah, definitely just tiene tos. Tiene tos. Mm -hmm. And then you can specify if it's going to be a tos seca, which is your dry cough, or a tos con flema, which is a productive cough with phlegm. Mm -hmm. What about common flu-like symptoms that suggest more of a viral etiology? Runny nose or stuffy nose or congestion. Yeah, so these are kind of tough, but I've, I've looked up. Runny nose would be, you could just say like secretion nasal, like na secretion nasally, nasal secretion. Yeah, 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 that seems, I, I feel like you would definitely get the picture. Mm -hmm. um, off the top of my head, I can't remember what we used to call that. But yeah. Yeah, I think that would get your point across. Okay. And then stuffy nose would just be tiene congestion. And that's always weird. Like the G makes the H sound. So I always have to remind myself TNA congestion because it yeah. kind of looks the same in English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. What about myalgias or muscle aches? I just say this by saying dolor en los musculares or dolor en los musculares, I guess. Or yeah. dolores musculares. Yeah, perfect. What about a rash? Um, do you just call that like erupción, like an eruption? Sí, erupción, yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Great. What about some of the red flag symptoms? Dysphagia, shortness of breath, neck stiffness, hoarseness, or changes in the voice, like mm -hmm. that classic hot potato voice. Right. There's like that triad for epiglottitis, and it's yeah. the, the muffed hot potato voice. Um, yeah. The direct medical translation of dysphagia would just be dysphagia. Okay. Yeah. Man, I wonder how we would say that kind of like in a less technical sense. Yeah, if you asked a normal person, do you have dysphagia? They'd be like, sorry, what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think we would want to go with like, do you have pain or problem swallowing? So, mm. tiene dolor o problemas al tragar? Tragar. So tragar is swallow. Mm -hmm. um, can it also be used in the context of like eating to mean grossly inhaling or devouring your food? I just know that because one time I went over to a friend's house for dinner and the mom asked me if I wanted some mole and I tried to say, yeah, I'll, I'll try it. Like voy a tratarlo because that's what I thought tratar meant. Like estoy tratando de aprender español, but she heard voy a tragarlo and gave me the weirdest <laughs> look. 
So I learned that one the hard way. Uh, did you ever get invited back to dinner? I never did. Maybe that's why. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably use probar in probar. the in that sense of like I'm going to try that food, but. Mm. Uh, Hey, man, you did it. It's done. <laughs> I actually so do funny. like mole now, but I used to like, I couldn't eat it. It was just too thick and heavy and like chocolatey, but now I love it. <laughs> um, anyway, so for neck stiffness, or I guess let's do shortness of breath because we mm-hmm. had an episode on that, right? Yeah, absolutely. So it would just be falta de aire. So tiene yeah. falta de aire. Do you have any shortness of breath? And you, you reminded us that like that kind of translates into like air hunger, I yeah, guess. Yeah, totally. Right. So maybe just dificultades para respirar. Yeah. Or even just like the direct translation, which is dificultad respirando. I, I just tend to like that one. Yeah. Spanish is nice where you don't have to use a lot of words. Uh, the less words, the better for mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last, so for next stiffness. We mentioned this in our headache episode. We called mm-hmm. it rigidez de nuca, which is nuchal rigidity. But again, no one knows that. So like right. rigidez del cuello, like yeah, neck exactly. rigidity. Yeah. And you could probably even use the word dureza, which comes from the word dura, meaning tough or stiff. Mm-hmm. Um, so dureza de cuello. So okay. like stiff neck. Yeah, that makes sense. I guess that's a good word for meningitis too, since it's uh, the dura, the dura that are you know <laughs> epidural. Um, so anyway, to round out the review of systems questions, that that should be it. Should we get into the uh, the dialogue? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and read your awkward ads, and then we'll come back and we'll have an example of a clinical encounter with a patient that has dolor de garganta. Perfecto. All right, all right. Welcome back, everybody. We're here. Los Vatos Medicos getting ready to break down the dialogue. Well, go through the dialogue, then we'll break it down. Exactly. So, okay, so Adrian, you will be the doctor medical student today, and I will get some revenge on you for that uh, Che Guevara episode. So (laughs) the IDCC, you have un hombre que tiene 20 años. That's a college student, let's say, presenting to clinic with dolor de garganta. Okay. Dale. Hola, buenos días. Me llamo Adrián de León y soy estudiante de medicina, trabajando hoy en la clínica con la doctora. ¿Usted es el señor Iglesias? Sí, pero me llamo Enrique. Ok, mucho gusto, Enrique. Igualmente. Yo soy estudiante de intercambio a la universidad. Ok, entendido. ¿Y usted prefiere hablar en inglés o español? Bueno, pues yo hablo inglés, pero me siento como mierda, entonces prefiero hablar en español si está bien. Muy bien, muy bien. Sí, entonces, ¿qué está pasando? Uh, ¿Cómo le puede ayudar? Me duele mucho la garganta y creo que tengo, tengo esa strep throat y pues supongo que necesito antibióticos como la última vez, ¿no? Ok, pues lo siento escuchar eso y uh, lo siento que anda sintiendo muy enfermo. Entonces, ¿ha sido diagnosticado con strep throat en antes? Sí, me lo diagnosticaron este año pasado y me acuerdo especialmente porque yo tenía una reacción alérgica a los antibióticos. Ah, qué lástima. ¿Sabe cuál fue el antibiótico? Sí, fue una de las penicilina o creo que se llama amoxicillin o algo así. Sí, ese es uh, uno de los antibióticos más, com- más común para tratar el strep throat. Mm. ¿Y cuáles fueron los síntomas cuando tuvo la reacción? Bueno, pues los síntomas fueron bastante graves. Casi de inmediato me sentí un poco mareado y tuve esta erupción que me picaba mucho. Mm. Y luego mm-hmm. empecé a tener dificultad para respirar. Ok, parece que fue una reacción bastante grave. Sí. Y podría haber sido una reacción anafaláctica. 
Sí, eso es lo que me dijeron los doctores en la sala de emergencias, pero está bien, me curaron y sin pero. Me alegro. Uh, fue buena cosa que vino al hospital. Claro. ¿Y ahora tiene el dolor de garganta de nuevo o otra vez? Sí, está de vuelta otra vez. Ok. ¿Ha tenido otros síntomas como fiebre, tos o dolores musculares? Pues sí, he tenido mucho calor y también tengo este tos con flema. Mm, ok, entendido. ¿Y se puede comer y beber normal? Sí, la verdad es que he estado comiendo menos que normal, pero eso es porque no tengo ganas ni energía para cocinar o comer. Ah, ok. Uh, entonces, se siente cansado y débil, pero no ha vomitado y no ha tenido diarrea. Exacto. Ok. ¿Tiene congestión o mucha secreción nasal? Sí, alterna entre moqueo y congestión nasal. Ok. ¿Y cuándo empezó sus síntomas? Casi dos semanas ahora. ¿Y sabes si hay alguien más que también está enfermo con, con esto? Uh, ¿Quizás familia o otros amigos? No, creo que soy el único que tiene la mala suerte. Okay, entonces, para resumir, hace dos semanas que ha tenido el dolor de garganta, tos con flema, fiebre y congestión nasal. Así es. Pero no tiene dificultad para respirar o tragar. No, solo me faltan ganas de comer. Entiendo. Y otros síntomas que pueden significar algo mal. ¿Tiene rigidez en el cuello? No. Ok. Uh, ¿O dolor fuerte y localizado en la boca o en el cuello? No, tampoco. Muy bien. Y para que usted sepa, si comienza a tener esos síntomas, debe regresar a la sala de emergencias rápido. ¿Está, está claro? Sí, claro como agua. <ríe> ok. Y unas más preguntas que les hacemos a todos. ¿Usted fuma? Pues los cigarros no, pero sí fumo mota. Ok, ¿y eso es la marihuana? Sí, hierba, claro, tío. Tengo que, <risa> tengo que alinear mis chakras. <risa> ok, lo que usted diga, ¿algunas otras drogas? No, no, nada de esa basura. Otra pregunta incómoda, pero importante. ¿Ha tenido nuevas parejas sexuales recientemente? Vamos, tío. Soy un artista famoso. He tenido tres novias desde que llegué aquí a la clínica hoy. Pero en serio, siempre uso forma de protección. ¿Y tomas alcohol? Pues sí, pero solo cuando salgo de fiesta, ¿no? Y, y yo sé que aún no tengo 21, pero en la Europa está bien. Sí, yo estoy de acuerdo que las reglas no tienen sentido, pero aún así podrías meter en problemas tomando alcohol cuando eres menor de edad. Pues gracias, tío. Si no me dijiste, no me di cuenta. Mira, no estoy aquí para ser su madre, pero si es mi trabajo ayudarles a los estudiantes y yo veo todas las peores cosas que resultan de tomar demasiado. Tranquilo, tío. No tiene que ponerse a la defensiva. A la defensiva no, pero de hecho, gracias por la honestidad. Sí. Uh, ¿Cuántas veces en este último año ha tomado más de cinco tragos en un solo día? Mm. La verdad es que sí, casi una vez por mes, pero yo conozco mis límites y nunca me había desmayado de la borrachera. Okay, como ya sabes, eso es mucho más que la cantidad recomendada y estaré aquí en el futuro si le gustaría hablar sobre hábitos saludables. Bueno, pues estoy aquí para sumergirme en la cultura y esa es su cultura aquí en los estados, ¿no? ¿Qué no? <risa> 
supongo de que de alguna manera sí, sí, eso es correcto, pero hay muchísima cultura y sub, subcultura para elegir que no. Va a ver, tío, sueños como un disco rayado. <risa> Solo vengo para los antibióticos y no para una charla. Bueno, pues vamos a discutir el diagnóstico y tratamiento, pero antes hay que hacer un examen físico. ¿Puede abrir la boca, por favor? Sí, ah. Ok, me parece inflamado, pero no hay hinchazón ni exudado. ¿Y qué significó eso? Le explico en un momento. ¿Tiene dolor aquí en los ganglios linfáticos? Ah, sí, eso me duele. Lo siento. Entonces, ¿se duelen los linfáticos por detrás del cuello, pero en el frente no? Así es. Pero, ¿por qué me metas así? Ya te dije que ya tuve esa strep throat antes y solo necesito antibióticos. Sí, sí, lo escuché. Pero también escuché que tenía una reacción alérgica a los antibióticos. Entonces, hay que tener cuidado. Mm. Voy a examinar su abdomen. ¿Tiene algún dolor en el estómago? Ah, joder, eso me duele a la izquierda y, y también al hombro. Mm, bueno, pues este aquí es su vaso y me parece agrandado. ¿Qué puede significar que...? Ay, hijo de la chingada, que ya te dije, eso me duele. ¿Estoy hablando en chino o qué? Lo siento, pero es muy importante que hagamos un examen físico completo. Pero bueno, ya está hecho. Por fin, entonces, ¿qué te parece, señor doctor estudiante? <risa> A ver, con su historia, sus síntomas y el examen físico, yo no creo que tiene strep throat. Pues, con todo respeto, yo no estoy de acuerdo. ¿Cómo sabe que no lo tengo? Buena pregunta. Sus síntomas de tos con flema, escalofríos, dolores musculares y congestión nasal, en combinación con su examen físico, que no mostró hinchazón ni exudado en las amígdalas, estos indican que la causa más probable es una infección viral que se llama mono o el mononucleosis. Mm, yo he escuchado de eso. Es la enfermedad de los pesitos, ¿no? <risa> sí, sí. A veces se llama así uh, en palabras simples. Y sí, pues, ¿cómo vamos a curarme? Pues lo bueno es que esto pasará sin antibióticos. No, no lo vas a necesitar. Pero lo malo es que va a estar cansado por unas semanas más y también no se puede practicar deportes por lo menos de cuatro semanas desde que los síntomas se aparecieron. Hijo de la, eso es mucho tiempo. Sí, sí, lo siento. Sí es mucho tiempo, pero lo que es bueno es que no, no necesitas antibióticos mm. y podemos tratar los síntomas. Mm. Y luego, uno más una mes, vas a estar bien y puedes resumir sus actividades. Mm, mis actividades contactas, ¿no? Sí, pero ok, eso me parece bien y de hecho, mejor que no tomar antibióticos. Sí, sí. Uh, ¿Tienes otras preguntas? No, no, eso es todo. Ok. Gracias. Uh-huh. All right, welcome back everybody. So, we're now on to the portion of the episode where we're going to break down that Spanish dialogue into English and give you some pearls about what we were discussing. Mm-hmm. Line by line. Let's do it. 
So this was, again, I was messing with you. It's kind of hard because there was some funny business going on within our HPI, but everything we talked about in the beginning was in there. We'll sort of point those out. So you had a 20-year-old college student, un hombre que tiene 20 años, who presented to the clinic with dolor del garganta, or sore throat. Everyone knows the intro by now. You did a really good job. I'm Adrian, soy estudiante de medicina, trabajando en clinica con la doctora. And you clarified who the patient was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Usted es el señor Iglesias. And I said, sí, pero me llamo Enrique trying to make a funny joke about Enrique Iglesias uh, being right. a college student <laughs> out kissing girls. Yep. And so a lot of this like early dialogue is exactly what we've covered in all the other episodes. And then I want to pick up where we ask what language the patient prefers. So mm-hmm. entendido, usted prefiere hablar en inglés o en español? Yeah, that's a good line. I start out every single one saying that. Mm-hmm. I think we'll keep it in all these dialogues because it's really good to beat that one in. So yeah. asking them what language they prefer to speak in. Yep. And then the patient responded with, Yo hablo inglés, pero me siento como mierda. So, I do speak English, but I feel like shit. <laughs> Entonces, prefiero hablar en español. That sounds fair, too. You know, you're not feeling good. The last mm-hmm. thing you want to do is have to translate in your head. Yeah, so. especially if we're thinking someone here... Or, oh, we'll get into that actually where this patient is from. So he said he was a estudiante de intercambio. So like a uh, exchange student a la universidad at the, at the university. So he's, that's why Spanish is maybe his primary language. Yeah, exactly. And then, so we went into, entonces, ¿qué está pasando? ¿Cómo le puedo ayudar? Right. So this was a good, right? This is our classic open-ended HPI questions. ¿Qué está pasando? What's going on? How can I help you? ¿Cómo le puedo ayudar? Mm-hmm. And sometimes patients come in with their own agenda. And so Absolutely. he came in telling you what he came in with a diagnosis, not yeah, with he his sure symptoms. Did. He came in guns a blazing. <laughs> so he said, started off, me duele mucho la garganta, which is my throat hurts a lot. Mm-hmm. Y creo que tenga esa strep throat. And I think I have that strep throat. Mm-hmm. Y pues supongo que necesito, and I suppose that I need, antibióticos como la última vez. Antibiotics just like last time. See, this is what I'm saying. You could have turned this into a two-minute appointment and just given them those antibiotics. No, and, no, uh, no, no. Might no. have been a bad idea though, right? <laughs> exactly. You, you did the right thing. You're like, okay, someone comes in with a diagnosis. We don't want to be confrontational or anything. But you said, okay, lo siento de escuchar que andas sintiendo enfermo, like that you're going about feeling this sick. I'm sorry for that. Entonces, usted ha sido diagnosticado con strep throat antes, like, and so you've been diagnosed with strep throat before, you're kind of reflecting, you're doing the motivation. Yeah, totally. Oh, yeah. I hear you saying that you've had it before. Tell me more about that. Yeah, exactly. And the patient then goes on to say, si me lo diagnosticaron este año pasado. Yeah, they diagnosed me this last year. Mm-hmm. Y me acuerdo especialmente, and I remember specifically, well, especially. Yeah, either way. Yeah. Porque tenía una reacción alérgica because I had an allergic reaction a los antibióticos, to the antibiotics. Okay, so it was a good thing you asked. Maybe my approach would uh, not have worked for this patient. I, the first rule of do no <laughs> yeah, harm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Have, I might have done a little daño with that one. Yep. But again, you're being nice. You're reflecting. You're trying to get his thoughts. Um, you know, you say, ah, que lastima. Like, I'm sorry to hear that. You know, what a shame, I guess, would be the translation. Mm-hmm. And then you asked, sabe cuál fue el antibiótico? Like, do you know which antibiotic it was? Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah. Si fue la una de la penicilina, like penicillin. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. And he even knew the name. Creo que se llama amoxicillin. I think it was called amoxicillin o algo así or something like that. Yeah, nice, nice. So then I went into affirming. And I was like, see, sí, eso es uno de los antibióticos. That's one of the antibiotics más común para tratar el strep throat. Most commonly used to treat strep throat. ¿Y cuáles fueron sus síntomas? And what were the symptoms cuando tuvo esa reacción? When you had that reaction. This is really important to get down to what is going on? What did you experience when you had this reaction? Absolutely. And I love that you asked that because this is the most important next question when someone says they have a drug allergy is what was your allergic yeah. reaction? Because yeah. they've studied this and a lot of people think they have allergic reaction when really it's just a side effect of the medication. Like all yeah. of these antibiotics give you diarrhea, some mm-hmm. make you feel sick. So you really did a good job of clarifying. Tell me about what this reaction was. And it turned out it was actually pretty bad, right? He said, mm-hmm. bueno, mm-hmm. pues los síntomas fueron bastante graves. So well, the symptoms were pretty bad. Bastante is like pretty, pretty bad. In this case, yeah. I would say pretty, but you could say bastante, meaning like enough. Mm-hmm. So the the symptoms were pretty bad. Casi de inmediato, so almost immediately, me sentí un poco mareado. So I felt a little dizzy. Y tuve esta erupción, and I had this rash, this eruption, que me picaba mucho. That was really itchy. That itched me a lot. So, okay, so we feel dizzy right away, had a rash that was itchy, does sound like an allergic reaction. Mm-hmm. And then he said the big one, y luego empecé, so I began a tener dificultad para respirar. So, and then to top it all off, I ended up going full anaphylaxis and having, you know, wheezing and difficulty breathing. Yeah, and then just summing that up for him, I said, ah, parece que fue una reacción bastante grave. That sounds like it was a really bad reaction. Mm-hmm. Y podría haber sido, and it could have been, una reacción anafilactica, which is such a tongue twister of a word. That's but a tough one. It could have been an anaphylactic reaction, which I guess anaphylactic is kind of a tongue twister. It's a tongue twister in English, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is the one place where we're going to do a quick little dive because you said something, three words here that for an early Spanish learner can be super intimidating, right? Like you used right. poder, haber, and ser all in the same three lines. Like you said, podría haber sido. So yeah. it could have been is how those three words translate. And we're talking in the past, right? Mm-hmm. So we'll have to do a separate lesson on the different tenses, but essentially this one is the conditional tense. And that's what we use to describe things that are conditional or uncertain, right? So here we're saying, you were saying it could have been anaphylaxis. Podría is that <clears throat> conditional tense. Haber is just to have, and then sido is the past tense of ser. So podría haber sido, it could have been an anaphylactic reaction. So a little bit of grammar in there. I know we, we try not to do too much of it, but that was that was too good of a phrase to turn down. Yeah, absolutely. And if I remember correctly, someone really loved that we did that. Somebody did. <laughs> okay, where do we leave off? So así es lo que me dijeron. So that's what they told me in la sala de emergencias in the emergency room. Pero está bien, me curaron sin pedo. But it's okay because they cured me. Without a fart <laughs> or without a problem. Without a problem. In this yeah, case, exactly. Pedo means problem. Um, and then, yeah, you reply, okay, me alegro. Like, I'm happy to hear that. Fue buena cosa que vino al hospital. It was a good thing that you went in because you were having anaphylaxis and could have died. Yep. And then patient just acknowledging, claro. 
And then you went on to say, y ahora tiene dolor de garganta de nuevo or otra vez. So, you know, you're kind of redirecting him, getting him back on track here. And so now you're coming in with dolor de garganta, sore throat, de nuevo, which is of new mm-hmm. or again, or you could say. So these are both saying the same thing, de nuevo y otra vez. So you came yeah. in with sore throat again. Yeah. And then he replied, si, está de vuelta otra vez. So yeah. another way. So now we have three ways of saying that it returned. Está de vuelta is um, voler is to return. So yep. the sore throat is de vuelta otra vez. It's here mm-hmm. again. And then going back into the whole HPI review of systems, I was started by asking, ¿Y ha tenido otros síntomas? Have you had any other symptoms? Como fiebre, tos, like fever, cough. Or dolores musculares, or myalgias, or pain in the muscles. Exactly, those infectious review of systems that we mentioned at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And he said, pues sí, yes, he tenido mucho calor, or like, hace calor is to be hot or to have a fever. So that's his way of saying, see, I've had a fever, or at least a subjective fever, right? Mm-hmm. Because, again, patients, unless he has a thermometer at home and he's taking that at home, him saying he has a fever is a symptom, not a vital sign, right? He's just yeah. saying, I felt hot. Felt like I had a fever. Mm-hmm. Y también tengo eso, este tos con phlegm. And I also had a productive cough with phlegm. Mm-hmm. And then as the medical student, I acknowledge, okay, entendido, understood. Y se puede comer y beber normal. And can you eat and drink normally? Yeah, I like how you did that because this is, it's a good way of just asking about dysphagia, right? Right, it's, right. It's dysphagia, it's nausea, vomiting, it's all these things. If he can eat and drink normally, he doesn't have any of those. Right, exactly. Um, and so he gave a, a pretty classic answer when someone has like a flu-like illness. He said, si, la verdad, yes, the truth, la verdad es, the truth is, que he estado comiendo menos. The truth is that I have been eating less que normal, less than normal. Pero eso es porque, but that is because no tengo ganas, I don't have the desire, ni energía, or energy para cocinar o comer, to cook or to eat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I went into further trying to clarify what that was. So I said, entonces, se siente cansado y débil. So you're feeling tired and frail. Yeah, or, or weak, I guess. Weak, yeah. Pero no ha vomitado, but you haven't vomited, y no tiene diarrea, and you don't have diarrhea, asking that in a question. Yeah. So the first part of that question to clarify what he's feeling and what he just said and then going into have you vomited have you had diarrhea yeah i like that in those two lines right there in normal layperson terms you asked about the red flags and their mm-hmm. infectious review system so he clarified exacto i haven't vomited or had any diarrhea and then you went on you're like okay tiene congestion or mucha secreción nasal like do you have any congestion or nasal secretion and then he replied si alterna Entre moqueo y congestión nasal. So it's alternating, alterna. It alternates mm-hmm. entre, in between. Moqueo would just be blocked, with like a stuffy nose and congestion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I went on to ask, ¿Y cuándo empezó sus sintomas? So when did the symptoms start? Yeah. And I like that, right? A lot of the times they teach us to open with that, when did your symptoms start? But you've already accomplished his past medical history, his allergic reaction, red flags and infectious symptoms. And now you're getting to the like, okay, let's separate what this is. What's the timeline here? Yeah. Yeah. And he replied, casi dos semanas ahora hoy. So almost two weeks from now. Mm -hmm. So like getting on 
subacute chronic timeline here. Yeah, totally. And then going into like sick context questions. So, ¿y sabes si hay alguien más que también está enfermo? Do you know if anyone else is also sick, como familia o amigos, like family or friends? Right. That's a good question, right? You know, the sexually transmitted stuff, infectious things, even the cold. Mm -hmm. It helps to know if there's other people that have this. Yeah, absolutely. And he said, no, creo que soy el único. So, no, I think that I'm the only person que tiene la mala suerte that has this bad luck. Yeah. And then this was my way of summarizing the encounter. So, Mm -hmm. entonces para resumir. So, to summarize, hace dos semanas. So, it's been two weeks que ha tenido dolor de garganta, that you have had a sore throat, tos con flema, a cough with phlegm, y también tiene fiebre, and you also have a fever, y congestión nasal, and nasal congestion. Yeah, great summary of the symptoms and the timeline. He said, yep, así es, that's mm-hmm. how it is. And then I went on to further confirm these pertinent negatives. So, pero no tiene dificultades but you don't have difficulty para respirar o tragar with breathing or swallowing. Right. You know, you're asking, you're not having any difficulty breathing or dysphagia. Those are the two big red flag ones. Mm-hmm. And he said, no, mm-hmm. solo me faltan ganas de comer. So, no, I only have a lack of desire, <clears throat> like falta de aire, like you're, mm-hmm. you have a lack of air. Me falta ganas, which is that word again, meaning like, gains or the desire me faltan ganas de comer i I don't have the desire to eat Mm -hmm. and i don't know if this is just my weird way of remembering this but for me that really translates to just i don't feel like eating right yeah yeah ganas Mm -hmm. and he said and you said okay entiendo like understand that that makes sense y otros síntomas que pueden significar algo mal so in other symptoms that could signify something bad so you're sort of flag posting for him. Mm-hmm. Tiene rigidez en el, cuello, en el cuello. Do you have any rigidity in your neck? He said, nope. And then I asked, o dolor fuerte or strong pain or a lot of pain. Y localizado, localized, en la boca o en el cuello, in the mouth or in the neck. In which he responded with tampoco. So that means like, nope, um. Actually, I'm trying to remember the direct translation yeah, of tampoco. tampoco. It's like it's the opposite of tambien. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, let's see. I'm going to have to look that up real time for y'all. Yeah, because <laughs> that's how I use it is you say y tambien and also. Neither. You, neither. And then yeah. you say tampoco, meaning. Neither. Neither. It's neither, yeah. I haven't had that either. Yeah. Neither. And then I further went in muy bien, very well. Y para que usted sabe. Just so you know, si comienza a tener estos síntomas, if you start to have these symptoms, debe regresar, you should return a la sala de emergencias, to the emergency room. Está claro. So it's like, (laughs) is that clear? Do you understand? That's the most important kind of educating thing that you're going to send him away is like, this is return precautions, right? That's what you're giving him with that. Yeah, absolutely. And just because he's not presenting with these red flags now doesn't mean that he might not later. I mean, it's, it's, 
That's part that's, of our job. Yeah. We're going to miss things. People come in with early presentations of really dangerous things. Mm-hmm. And if the symptoms aren't there or there's, you know, the physical exam isn't there, we do send them home. But if you educate them on what to look out for, you're still doing your job by warning them. Yeah, and exactly. So I like how you said the esta claro because he's kind of a little, uh, you know, shithead. So he, he had to be <laughs> like, are you clear? And, and he, of course, sees, see, claro como agua. Like, yeah, crystal clear, mm-hmm. clear like water. Yeah. And then you asked, okay, unas más preguntas que les hacemos a todos. So a couple more questions that we give to everyone or that we ask everyone, que les hacemos a todos. Mm-hmm. Usted fuma, and he was like, do you smoke? And he said, pues los cigarros no, so cigarettes no, pero si fumo mota. Like, yes, I smoke weed, I guess would be the slang Mota, I always think of pot. Pot, okay. Yeah, Motas, with mota, I, I think of pot. Yeah. And then I, I went in asking, ¿eso es hierba o marihuana? Yeah, good. So is, is that weed thing. or marijuana? People or, have yeah. weird names for yeah. drugs, and you have to just be able to ask. I'm sorry, I don't know what that is. I'm just a doctor. Can yeah, you totally. clarify that? Yeah, we actually had a patient um, who was talking about these. It was a mixture of heroin and meth. Oh, he called them goofballs. Goofballs. So he injected goofballs, and we were like, what is that? And then he told us, and we're like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's but a, yeah, I mean, this, ball, you, huh? the streets come up with these names and you just got to, you got to ask. You got to ask. You got to, you got to know what the kids are calling the drugs these days. Exactly. <laughs> I should, I should clarify because he kept saying, claro, tío, you know, like <laughs> he, uncle is tío, but I, I've been watching that 70s show in Spanish and it's like <laughs> what? that 70s slang. Tio is like what they used as way. So like they would call oh, each wow. other like tío. They're like, oh, tío. So oh, that's, that's kind of what he was calling. He's like, yeah, claro, tío. Like, yes, clearly mota is, is yerba or marijuana. Yeah. <laughs> Tengo que alinear mis chakras. Like, I have to align my chakras. <laughs> yep. Which I don't know if that's how that works, but. Yep. And then I, I just went in, uh, okay. Y lo que usted diga. So whatever you say. And then I asked, algunas otras drogas? Any other drugs? To which he responded, no, nada de esa basura. So no, none of that garbage. And then I again asked another question and prefaced it with it can sometimes be a little uncomfortable so mm-hmm. otra pregunta incómoda another question a little uncomfortable pero importante but important mm-hmm. ha tenido nuevas parejas have you had any um partners i guess yeah yeah Probably yeah has like a pair yeah ha tenido nuevas parejas have you had any new partners sexuales recientemente so sexual new sexual partners recently Right. And then he replied, you know, you, you told him it was an uncomfortable but important question, but he's like a 20-year-old college student. So, of course, he's going to reply something sarcastically. He's like, vamos, tío. Like, come on, man. Soy un artista famoso. Like, I'm a famous artist. He tenido tres novias. I've had three girlfriends. <clears throat> Desde llegué aquí a la clinica. Like, I've had three girlfriends since we've got here in the <laughs> clinic today. But then he was like, pero en serio, but seriously... Siempre uso forma de protección. So I always use a form of protection, which I guess doesn't really answer your question at all, but um, <laughs> yeah. at least you asked it, right? Yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, the way he answers it kind of makes it seem like, yeah, he has, and he just uses protection. Yeah. And then I asked, you know, ¿y toma, y usted toma alcohol? And do you drink alcohol? And he said, pues sí, like yes, pero solo cuando salgo de fiesta. So only when I go out to party. Y... Yo sé que aún no tengo 21 años, so even though I don't have 21 years or I'm not 21 years old, 
pero en Europa está bien. So like in Europe, it's fine. That's how they do it in Europe. Yeah, yeah. And then I and then I went on to say, yo estoy de acuerdo que las reglas no tienen sentido. And I understand that these laws here don't always make sense. Mm-hmm. Pero aún así podrías meter, but you could, because of that, get into problemas tomando alcohol, problems with drinking alcohol, Cuando es menor de edad, when you're underage. Yeah, when you're a minor of age. Yeah. Um, and he starts getting real sarcastic. He's like, pues gracias, tío. Like, thanks, man. Si no me dijiste, no me di cuenta. Like, if you didn't tell me, I wouldn't have known. So he gave you the sarcastic yeah. thing. But that's our job is to and educate. Then, and yeah. Yeah. And then I shot right back. Mira, no estoy aquí para ser su madre. Like, <laughs> I'm not here to be your mom. Pero sí es mi trabajo ayudarles a los estudiantes. But it is my job to help you students Y yo veo todas las peores cosas, and I see all of the bad things que resultan de tomar demasiado, that come from lots of drinking, from drinking heavily. Yeah, absolutely. I like how you handle that, too. You can't you can't just be super over-respectful. You got to be a little yeah. bit stern. Yeah. And, you know, you're just saying you're there to look out for him. And he's like, okay, tranquilo, tío. Like, calm down, man. No tiene <laughs> que. You don't have to ponerse a la defensiva. Like, you don't have to put yourself on the defensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I said, a la defensiva, no. So I'm not defensive. De hecho, gracias por la honestidad. But thank you for the honesty. You're good with the teenagers, aren't you, man? This is how you got to deal with them. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And then I just wanted to clarify again this alcohol use. Uh, ¿Cuántas veces en este último año? So how many times in this last year ha tomado más que cinco tragos en un solo día? Have you had more than five drinks in one day? Mm-hmm. And tragos is just another way of saying like bebidos or cervezas or something. Yeah, yeah. I think of, of tragos more like like drinks, drinks. Or even more like th- a shot or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, a shot or drinks. Something aside from beer, but all, I think five drinks in one day is what we just asked, basically. Yeah, and we'll link something in the show notes, but that is actually... They have all of these ways that they teach us to ask about alcohol, potentially mm-hmm. alcohol abuse disorder. And so, you know, there's the audit criteria. There's the cage questions, right? Mm-hmm. You cut down. Yeah, you yeah. annoying people. Yeah. Do you feel guilty about it? Yeah. Um, or do you have any eye openers? This is like a single, single question screening question. That's mm-hmm. about as effective at detecting or screening for alcohol abuse. Um, it's just asking patients, have you had any time in the last year more than five drinks in like a single sitting or in a day? Yeah, totally. Um, now, does that really apply to our college population? Because I think a lot of people in college definitely in a, in the last year have had more than five drinks. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Maybe they all probably meet the criteria for yeah. alcohol use disorder, too. So. Yeah, yeah. And I, I kind of think this next line that he goes into, he's lying to me a little bit. I don't know. What do you think? I wouldn't doubt it. You know, he said, <laughs> la verdad es que sí. So he's being a little bit honest with you. Casi una vez por mes, so like at least once a month I have more than five drinks, probably lying. Pero <laughs> yo conozco mis limites, but I know my limits. That's what that's the classic yeah, line. Yeah, that's a classic say. college student line, right? I know my limits. Y nunca me había desmayado de la borrachera. So like, and I've never been blacked out drunk, mm-hmm. or I've never passed out de la borrachera uh, from being drunk. Mm-hmm. Probably also a lie. Yeah, totally. And then I went into... Como ya sabes, so as you already know, eso es mucho más, that's way more, que la, de la cantidad recomendada, of the amount that's recommended. Mm-hmm. Y estaré aquí, and I'll be here, 
En el futuro, si le gustaría, in the future, if you would like to, hablar sobre los hábitos saludables. So if you want to talk about healthy habits. Mm-hmm. You, who knows, maybe in a, another month when he's still feeling sick from mono, he's going to have some second thoughts and a come to Jesus, get his life together moment, but yep. probably not. But he replied, bueno, estoy aquí. Well, I'm here para sumergirme en la cultura, to <laughs> submerge myself or immerse myself in the culture. Y esa es su cultura aquí. And that's your culture here. So he's kind of pointing it yeah, at you. Yeah. He's like, is your American culture here aquí en los estados? Que no? Like, he's, he's kind of like, well, I came here <laughs> to be immersed in the culture, and this is the culture, like, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I responded, supongo que sí, de alguna manera eso es correcto. Um, yeah, I suppose, you know, in one way or another, that is correct. Mm-hmm. Pero hay muchísimas culturas, but there's many different cultures y subculturas para elegir, que no, and subcultures to experience, right? Mm-hmm. So he's like, this is the culture. And you're like, well, actually, there's a lot of different cultures and mm-hmm. subcultures that you can choose from. Yeah. Um, so that was a good answer. And he's like, avertio, like, look, man, sueñas como un disco rayado. Like, you sound <laughs> like a broken record. Solo vengo para los antibióticos. I just came here for los ant- for the antibiotics. No para una charla. Like, not for a lecture, I guess, yeah, would yeah. be charla. Yeah, and then... Um, we went into kind of, all right, pues vamos a discutir, discutir or discutir. Which one is it? Either one. Discutir yeah. is what comes up. But Yeah. I So basically, well, we're going to talk about el diagnóstico y tratamiento, the diagnostics and the treatment. Pero antes, but first, hay que hacer un examen físico. There's, we have to do a physical exam. One step at a time, right? Mm-hmm. And then I went into the question, puede abrir la boca, por favor? Can you open your mouth, please? And if you wanted to make that a command form, you could just say, abre la boca. Yeah, abre la boca. And he said, you know, see, ah, and you're like, okay, me parece inflamado, like it appears inflamed, pero no hay hinchazón ni exudado. So like there's no swelling or exudate, which if you look up the center criteria, that's a big one for is uh-huh. this strep throat or not. So he doesn't have signs of strep throat on his exam. Right. And then he's asking, ¿qué significa eso? So what does that mean? And then I went in to say, le explico en un momento. I'll explain in a moment. Tiene dolor aquí en los ganglios linfáticos. Do you have pain here in the, in the, um, cervical lymph nodes, I guess? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, ganglios linfáticos. So I was thinking like the tonsils, like mm. submandibular. That's what I was thinking when I think of that. And you probably would want to palpate all of that, right? It mm-hmm. could be a retropharyngeal abscess right. or, you know, right. something bad. Back Those there. things you don't want to miss. You want to feel that for sure. And he said, you know, this is where he kind of started getting annoyed. Ah, si eso me duele. Like, yeah, that hurts me a lot. Mm-hmm. And he said, okay, lo siento, I'm sorry. Entonces, so you clarified, kind of just to speak out loud here. Entonces, se duelen los linfáticos por detrás del cuello. So it hurts the lymphatics in the back of the neck hurt. Pero en el frente no, but not in the front, which is a good way to distinguish mono mm-hmm. from, you know, anterior lymphadenopathy is another one of the center criteria. Right. He doesn't have that. He has the posterior, which is more suggestive of mono. Yep, yep. And then, uh, yeah, patient response, así es. Yep, that's it. Pero por qué me metas así? But why are you doing this? Why are you messing with me? Yeah, no yeah, te yeah. metas. That's what Ruby, Ruby taught us that one. No te metas. <laughs> 
Ya te dije que ya tuve este strep throat. I already told you I have strep throat. Solo necesito antibióticos. I just need some antibiotics. So he's still not getting the point of mm -mm. doing a history and exam. He's just here for the antibiotics. But yep. you're doing a good job. You know, you're going doing a thorough thing. And then you're saying we're going to talk about this at the end mm -hmm. so that you can get through everything first. And so you replied, okay, si lo escuché. Like, yes, I heard that. I heard that you came in for antibiotics. Pero también escuché que tenía una reacción alérgica. But I also heard that you had this really severe allergic reaction a los antibióticos to the antibiotics. Entonces, hay que tener cuidado. So mm -hmm. we need to be careful. Tener cuidado. Mm -hmm. And then going into the exam, I said, voy a examinar el abdomen. ¿Tiene algún dolor aquí en el estómago? Do you have any... Oh. I'm going to examine the abdomen. Do you have any pain here in the stomach? And that's where I'm palpating. Mm -hmm. And so you're just talking through the physical exam, which is great. And then he said, ah, joder. And joder is like, uh, it basically is the F word. Um, they use it like in Spain more. <laughs> I've been watching like Casa de Papel or uh, Money Heist. And that's the line that they always say for the F word. Ah, joder. Eso me duele en la izquierda. That hurts me on the left. Y también el hombro. So like also in the shoulder, which he's basically describing you're pushing on his spleen, which is enlarged mm -hmm. and it's radiating to his shoulder because yeah. it's irritating the diaphragm. There. Yeah, exactly. Nice. And then I went into, bueno, pues este aquí, well, this here is su vaso, is your spleen. Y me parece agrandado, and it seems to be enlarged. Mm -hmm. Que puede significar que, and then that's where you cut me off. <laughs> yeah, you're like, que, que puede significar que, you're about to explain to him what is enlarged spleen means, which yep, will yep. be that he can't play sports, but he's just mad at you for touching it. And he's like, yeah. ah, hijo de la chingada, like, son of a son of a gun. I guess chingada is like fregada, kind of like to hell. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Son of hell. Or just, <laughs> it's it's an mf -er, but yeah. And then he said, ya te dije, I already told you que eso me duele. I already told you that that hurt me. Estoy hablando en chino or qué? Like, am I speaking Chinese or what, man? Like, yeah, I told was, you it hurts yeah, me why you so still funny. pushing it. That was good. And then I said, lo siento, pero es muy importante. I'm sorry, but it's really important que hagamos un examen físico completo that we complete or that we do a complete physical exam. Mm -hmm. Pero bueno, ya está hecho. And, well, it's already done. That's it. It's <laughs> That's over. It. Stop yeah. complaining. He's like, yeah. okay, por fin. Like, finally. Entonces, ¿qué te parece? Like, okay, so how does it appear to you, señor doctor estudiante? So kind of being <laughs> condescending, Mr. Doc, student doctor. Yeah. Mr. Student doctor. <laughs> That's one of those things that just drives me nuts when someone calls me a student doctor. I'm like, Watch uh, your mouth, son. Yeah, I'm like, uh, I'm nobody. <laughs> I'm just a dude. Uh, so, yeah, going into that, I said, a ver, so, well, let's see. Con su historia, with your history, y sus síntomas, and your symptoms, y el examen físico, and the physical exam, yo no creo que tiene strep throat. I don't think you have strep throat. Yeah, you're presenting your argument. You're like, mm -hmm. look, your history, your symptoms, and your physical all do not suggest that. So you're, you're answering his question finally by explaining why yeah. you don't think he has strep throat. Yep. And he replied, pues con todo respecto, well, with all due respect, yo no estoy de acuerdo. I'm not in agreement with that. Mm -hmm. And he, you know, como sabe, how do you know que, que no lo tengo, that I don't have it? Yeah, and I just started off, buena pregunta, that's a good question, and then I just break down the evidence, right? Mm -hmm. So symptoms, your symptoms, the tos con flema of cough with phlegm, so a productive cough. Which is minus one point on the centaur. Yep. Escalofrios, chills. Translating his subjective fevers. <laughs> Dolores musculares, 
these myalgias that you're experiencing, y congestión nasal, and this nasal congestion, in combinación con tu examen físico, combined with your physical exam findings, que no mostró, that didn't show, hinchazón ni exudado en las amígdalas, inflammation or exudate in the tonsils, Estos, amygdalas, weird word for tonsils, but yeah. yep, that's what. Yep. Um, estos indican, this indicates que la causa más probable that the most likely cause es una infección viral, is the viral infection. Which we don't give antibiotics for. Exactly. Que se llama mono or mononucleosis. Yeah. I thought that was an excellent job of explaining to him basically what they teach us, how to evaluate a sore throat and mm -hmm. determine if, um, you know, you, you don't even need to do a test in this case. He has none of the center criteria. Yeah, totally. Um, so he's like, okay, he's actually is in agreement. He's like, yo he escuchado de eso. I've heard of that mono thing. Es la enfermedad de los besitos. No, like it's a kissing, <laughs> kissing disease. disease. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I says, si a veces se llama así. Yeah, sometimes it's called that in palabras simples, in simple words. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like layperson terms. And then yep. he says, okay, como vamos a curarme? Like, how are you going to cure me? Yeah. And this is for me, it's like the, what's that? The pies de resistance. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is where I say, lo bueno es que esto pasará. The good news is that this will pass sin antibióticos, without antibiotics. Because mm -hmm. you don't treat viral pharyngitis <laughs> with antibiotics. Pero lo malo es que, but the bad news is, Va a estar cansado por unas semanas más. You're going to be tired for a few more weeks. Mm, that fatigue with yeah, mono. Yeah. yeah. Y también no se puede practicar deportes. And you can't play sports. Por lo menos cuatro semanas desde que los sintomas. For at least four weeks since the symptoms se aparecieron. First started. Yeah, and so he's obviously not too happy about that, but he's like, hijo de la, but he cut himself off. He's like, eso es mucho tiempo. Like, that's mm -hmm. a lot of time. Yeah. But he, he was pretty open to it. You know, he's like, okay, that sounds good. Yep. Um, you know, gracias. And you asked, yeah. do you have any questions? He, uh -huh. You know, what questions do you have? ¿Qué preguntas tiene? And he didn't have any. So um, it seems like we did the best that we could by doing nothing. Sometimes the best thing you can do is do nothing. But you also yeah. said we would treat his symptoms. We would treat symptomatically. Yeah. So supportive treatment give him some throat lozenges, mm -hmm. hopefully have him take a little bit extra coffee and he'll be able stop to get through the day. Stop smoking weed. Yeah, and stop smoking weed. Drink some more water. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Stop kissing strange girls. <laughs> I don't think he's going <laughs> to stop that, but, you know, we do what we can, right? Yeah. So that's all for today's episode. Yeah. Um, thank you, everyone, if you yeah. are still listening. Special shout out to Jerry and Aaron. Yep. Really appreciate everything you guys are telling us. Um, all the love we're getting on Twitter and Instagram is great. We really appreciate the emails we get. We actually read those, just we in do. case you guys are wondering. <laughs> and and Stephen, make sure to send me little screenshots. And we're, <laughs> we're like, pumped. We we're really fan. excited. Um, again, if you guys out there in the world listening have ideas for future subjects or different things to add into this or if we're taking too long breaking down the dialogue just shoot us an email or you can reach us on instagram or twitter we're pretty responsive on both of those uh the email address again is losvatosmedicos at gmail.com mm -hmm. and uh 
Again, Instagram, Los Vatos Medicos. Twitter, Los Vatos Medicos. Yeah, look us up on Instagram. We've been doing some translation videos so yes. you can read yes. along with the scripts, which we've been told is a lot more helpful, especially when you're learning yeah. to have that second audiovisual stimuli there too. So, Yep, totally. Also, open call for anyone who's wanting to help us with uh, Anki cards or a Quizlet thing. Or if you're good at websites, yeah, stuff, we're trying to make a website. Yeah, we're trying to get this thing blown up. We need a website. <laughs> we're trying to get some merch ready for people. <laughs> we got a cool idea. We've got a great logo. Thanks to Christine. Yeah. Uh, really appreciate the love, guys. If nothing else, like, subscribe, share it with your mom, and yeah. uh, we'll see you guys next week. Yeah. See you later. Nos vamos. <laughs> Ciao.